So, once again, we're going to read from the book of uh, Matthew. Chapter 16, verse, 13, verse 18. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. We know, uh, we know when we know when he said that uh, upon this rock uh, will I build my church. There are two schools of thoughts. One school of thought says Peter is the rock where on Jesus built his church. You know Jesus could not build his church on a human being. He cannot build his church on me because a man Man changes, man fails. No, no, Peter. Peter was a man. And man changes. And then the other school of thoughts of the Protestants says that uh, Jesus meant that he was to build his church upon himself. Upon this rock. Although we know that Jesus is the rock. But in this aspect. He wasn't referring upon himself. But he was referring to revelation. Lucifer said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But it has been revealed to you by my Father which is in heaven. And upon this rock, the rock of revelation, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So it is upon the revelation of who Jesus is. Brother Bongmin, God bless you. Upon this rock of who Jesus is, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against me. listen to this quote here. Uh, the importance of revelation by the Spirit to a true believer can never be overemphasized. Uh, the Bible says, 
Revelation means more to you than perhaps you realize. Now I'm not talking about this book of Revelation and you. I'm talking about all Revelation. It is tremendously important to the church. Do you remember in Matthew 16 where Jesus asked the disciples this question whom the men say that I the son of man I am? They said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, some of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom uh, say but my father which is in heaven I say unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it the Roman Catholics say that the church is built upon Peter that's really carnal. How could God build the church upon a man so unstable that he denied the Lord, Je the Lord Jesus and cast well doing it? God can't build build his church upon any man born in sin. And it wasn't some rock laying there as though God had hollowed the ground at that spot. And it, and it isn't as the Protestants say that the church is built upon Jesus. It was revelation. Read it the way it is written. Flesh and blood has not revealed it, but my father has revealed it. But upon this and upon this rock, put in brackets, revelation. I will build my church. The church is built on revelation. On that thus says the Lord. You know, revelation is so important. I've seen people read a quote and they miss the meaning completely. They, miss a script, they read a scripture and they miss the meaning completely. You can even understand it by the opposite of what it means. That is because of lack of Revelation. How did Abel know what to do in order to offer a proper sacrifice to God? By faith, he received the revelation of the blood. Cain didn't get such a revelation. Even, even though he had a commandment, so he couldn't offer the right sacrifice. 
It was a revelation from God that made that difference. And gave Abel eternal life. Now you might take what the pastor says or what the seminary teaches and though though it might be taught to you with eloquence until God revealed to you that Jesus is the Christ. And that is that it is the blood that cleanses you and that God is your savior. You'll never have eternal life. It it is eternal revelation that does, it is the spiritual revelation that does it. Now, you know, to look at, let us look at this example again in, uh, in in the family that was first on earth here is Abel, here is Cain. They come to offer sacrifice. And uh, Cain brought the fruits of his field. They must have looked very beautiful and very presentable. And he thought God cannot refuse this Beautiful sacrifice. He laid it upon his altar. Well decorated. And he called upon the name of the Lord. Have you ever seen decorators how they can decorate Make designs using fruits. They look very beautiful. But now uh, Abel had revelation that it takes the blood because the blood represents a life of man. So he offered blood. He wrestled and slew an animal. His lamb and when it, uh, you know, when it uh, died, he was, ha- he was pleased. The blood, he was, he, must, uh, he might have been, uh, you know, uh, smeared with blood all over. But he felt he had done the will of God. So Cain called upon God. Abel called upon God. But God had to answer which sacrifice he has accepted. And he answered with fire upon the altar of Abel. And the one of Cain was very cold. Misty and cold. But the one of Abel was fire and smoke of the power of God. Cain's church was very cold and very formal. The one of Abel was on, was, 
was Pentecostal fire. But how did he know what would please God? There was no Bible to read. But it came by a revelation. Amen. Even today, those two categories of worshippers are in the world. One worships by beauty, by yes, by decorating and, and beautiful, beautiful choir, everything. But the true worshiper worships God in spirit and truth by doing his will. That's by revelation. Now I say that this book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus. And what he is doing in the churches for those seven ages. It is a revelation because the disciples themselves didn't know this recorded truth. It had not been previously, previously revealed to them. Remember that they came to Jesus in the book of Acts and asked him, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel to Israel? Israel? And he said, it's not for you to know the times all the seasons. Those men, we are still thinking of Jesus having an earthly kingdom. But it was a spiritual kingdom that he was going to build. Even he could not tell them about his place in it. For the Father had not revealed it unto him. But now after his death and resurrection, this particular time in the Mediterranean ministry, he is able to set forth here in this revelation of himself to John, what his glory and presence in the church would mean and do. Amen. In this revelation, he tells us what the end of the devil is. He tells how he is going to deal with the devil and cast him into the lake of fire. He reveals the end of the wicked ones who follow Satan. And Satan hates that. Amen. Amen. You know, Satan wants to work under shadows. Hiding. But this book of Revelation reveals him. Says, have you ever noticed how Satan hates two books of the Bible? More than all others, 
more than all others through liberal theologians and scientists historians attacking the book of Genesis and the book of Revelation. In both of these books we find Satan's origin his awful ways and his destruction. In Genesis, we see Satan's origin. Amen. Amen. We saw how Satan works. And Satan, you see, he takes revelation again. Because it is not opened so clearly. Because with this we know that Satan is a religious person. I mean, he comes as a religious person. He comes as a worshiper. You see, when the serpent came to deceive Eve, he did not come as a, as a wizard. He came as a as a preacher. He wanted a spiritual, a scriptural discussion. Has God said, you shall not completely eat of every fruit of the tree. Say, oh, he said, we may eat the rest, but this one we shall not eat, not even to touch. Day we eat thereof, we shall surely die. Said, oh, no, you shall not surely die. But you shall be wise. And you shall not good and evil. Your eyes will open. And you will be like God. So they wanted their eyes to be, she wanted her eye to open. She wanted to, to be wise. She wanted to discover what God has a hid from her. So Satan came as a preacher preaching a wrong gospel. And she thought this thing was good. It was going to cause her to prosper. To be wise and to be prosperous. To be like God. That gospel today, the gospel of prosperity, is still being preached. Not the gospel, you know, the gospel of God is for your relationship to be, you know, perfect with God. And when your relationship is perfect with God, through obedience to His word, then all things will be added to you. That's why in the morning we saw God called Abraham to bless and to prosper him. But the gospel was come out from among those people. 
Separate yourself. And when he came out, he came out with the Lot. And as long as he lived with the Lot, that was not real separation. Because every time God looked at him, he saw a person from that place. And God had told him to separate yourself from those people. But in Genesis 13, he says, and when Abraham had separated with the Lord, then God appeared to him again. And said, now lift up your eyes. Look east, look west, look south. The far your eyes will go. I have given all to you. Why? Watch. It was after separating with the Lord. And then the emphasis was and just reminding you and especially those who were not around. The emphasis was God has called you and he has a purpose for you. He has blessings for you. He wants to bless you. He wants to prosper you. Amen. Amen. There is a whole big inheritance that he has for you. But you have to obey him. You have to separate with the Lord. You have to separate with the world. And with the things of the world. As long as you still have the world hanging on you. You will not see him again. But once you separate with the world. Then God is going to appear again. And cause you to inherit all he has promised for you. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. But the gospel of the serpent there was no obedience to God. There was no obey him and then he will bless you. It was just prosperity. And prosperity regardless of the of breaking the word of God. Yeah. That's why you see today. Churches are full. They are full of people who are seeking blessings. And the gospel there is not different from what the serpent preached. You are going to prosper. You are going to be this. You are going to be this. You are going to be this. You are going to and those things will be added after obedience. It is not there. 
It's not preaching those, those blessings. It is only prosperity. But how can you prosper on top of, on top of a life that is contrary to God's word? How? Brother Branham said that the world says, the medical world, number one killer disease is heart. He said, but I differ with that. Number one killer disease is sin. Sin. To begin with, death would not be in the world if there was no sin. So all sicknesses, poverty, you know, sufferings, death, accidents, they all came as a result of sin. Even most of the sicknesses today, they are related with the sin. Even coronavirus, because they say it was invented. It was manufactured. That is sin. Whatever heart manufactured that, sin. Smoking. There are many sicknesses that are related with the smoking. TB from smoking. Cancer smoking. Smoking weakens the immunity of a human being. Sin. Drinking. Drinking many sicknesses. Even those ones that I've mentioned. Cancer, cancer TB, cancer, TB, and all those others come from the, uh, as, a, as a result of drinking. What about adultery? AIDS. And other related sicknesses from that. So sin is the number one killing disease. What about murders? Sin. Sin is the leading killer. So how can you Pray for God's blessing upon a sinful life. Sin is, the, is what brought a curse upon a human being. Yeah. The temptation comes from sin. In the Bible, God was with Israel. Never And they went, they defeated the army in Jericho. Without using weapons. But God told them, don't touch the Babylonian things. Those things are cursed. This Jericho city is cast. And all that is in Jericho cast. Destroy them. And don't touch them. 
One of them. He saw some things which attracted him. And he saw golden substances. And he saw the garments of Babylon. They attracted him. And he packed them in his bag. And went to them in the camp of Israel. And the Bible says from there, they went to attack another city called Ai. When they reached Ai, and the battle was so tense, it was so tense, and the children of Israel died. 36 men died in the battle. And God, yet God had told them, you shall fight a battle and you shall get victory and no one among you will get even a scratch you don't have to go with a, with a first aid box you don't need an ambulance you don't need the Red Cross. You don't need that. Red Cross, it is because no one of you is even going to be wounded. But now, not only wounded, but six men died. So, they retreated. They retreated. And when they reach home, also asked God, why has this happened? It is contrary to what you told us here in the world. And God told them, because Israel has sinned, and as tired of their cast things, this is another amazing thing. Because not all Israel did it. But it's only one brother who touched of their cast thing. But it affected all of them. It caused the entire church, the entire army to lose victory. A type of one unconfessed sin in the church. It can cause the church to bitterly fail. And then, more, I mean Joshua, started checking everyone. Please confess, please come up by yourself. Who has done this? Who has done this? And no one was coming out. They were tent after another. Until they caught those things in the in the tent of Akan. And when they caught it, then Akan begins to repent. Forgive me, I have sinned before God and before you judged. And Joshua said, no, you have troubled Israel You're going to be troubled also. He told him to stand there and the things he had looted from, uh, from, from Jericho and his family and he told the, the rest of the children of Israel to hold the stones and to cast Akan. The Bible said they cast Akan until the stones made a, a mountain. And God's wrath was appeased. From there when they attacked again, God gave them victory. Now what killed the 36 men? Sin. 
Chari chibi. Sin. Chibi. So God cannot bless, put his blessings on top of sin. Katika tonatainza kuteka mukishagwe kunguru kwa chibi. Amen? Another instance. Echintu echidara. Is Balaam. Ye Balaamu. Balaam. Balaamu. Was called by his king Balak. Yaiti wakabaka we Balaki. To come up and curse Israel. Aje akurumide Israeli. And then he said, let me consult God whether I should do it. And then God told him, don't do it. Don't go there. Because you cannot go to curse what I have blessed. He came and told them, no, God has forbidden me to go with you. And when they they went and told the king, then the king added their gifts and the promises. He told him, even if you want us to share the kingdom, we shall share it. And then when he had all such promises and all those gifts, his heart was fattened, excited. He went and asked God again, can I go or not? As if to mean that God can change his mind about his word. God told him, okay, you can go. Now that is a permissive will. And many times, believers are fond of seeking permissive will. You see God hates a thing But you want to force it Until you get it God doesn't want you to marry the other fellow because he's not a believer. But you force it out and you force it. You married that man. Every permissive will. But every permissive will. Consequences. Consequences. Permissive will. So, okay, go. He went just with a permissive will. So when he was going, God saw that his heart was excited to go and get those those promises of That's why he sent an angel to stand before him. And then you know what happened. The the donkey speaking. And then warning him again. Make sure you don't utter anything there but what I speak to you so he went with a warning so when he reached there truly truly he obeyed God and asked Balak, Balak to provide animals of clean animals for sacrifice, which when they were offered, the Spirit of God came upon him and he prophesied. And the prophecies he gave were all good and of God. 
But the Bible says that he taught Balak how to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel. That food sacrifice to idols. And commit fornication. Can you imagine a preacher? who has the spirit of God prophesying through him but his teaching is that deadly and is that bad that is one of the mysteries of this age where Bible says that, that there shall come false prophets and false Christs the word Christ means the anointed one. So when he said there shall come false Christs, it means there shall come false anointed ones. The example of such ministers is Balaam. He can be so anointed and prophesy things under the spirit of God which things come to pass but the seed in him is evil the teaching he has is the teaching of death so the Bible says he taught the Bible does not condemn the prophecy of Balaam it was spirit Holy Ghost inspired. But the teaching of Balaam is what had death in it. You know what he told him? He said, you know the God of these people is a holy God. And he does not tolerate sin. So since I cannot Cast them by that, says the Lord. Because using let us let us let us make a trap for them. Where they will fall in sin. When they sin, then God will cast them. So the Bible shows in the next chapter. They made a very big feast. They then they prepared their God, their idol. Uh, Balpiori was the God they worshipped and the image of Balpiori was there they sacrificed foods to that idol and they invited the children of Israel you know you are our brothers we are related you are our fellow come and we worship together come and we celebrate together so they came as they came they served them food, sacrifice to idols. The other thing, the Bible said they, they taught them how 
to commit a doubt fornication. What did they do? They set beautiful girls before them. They stripped them. Like you see them today in the churches. People go to worship. But uh, you know they are seated with a girl here in a, in a minister. His attention instead of putting it on the pulpit. He keeps peeping at this girl. Because she is dressed in Kokonyo. So that's what happened. And then the Bible says, and last rose in the hearts of the children of Israel as they watched those Moabite girls. They lusted after them. And the Bible says each one picked a girl running with them to their tents. And as they did that, the Bible said God released a plague His very But there is one of the Levites by the name of Phenehas. Then he saw one Hebrew boy holding a a mobile girl taking her to his tent. The Bible says he followed them with a javelin and he found where they lay and he pushed it with all his might and he pierced the man and he pierced the woman and they seized there and God God is wrath was appeased and he said because of what Phineas, my servant has done. He has fought my jealousy. He said, I will take away my wrath. my wrath from the people, the children of Israel. In other words, however much God has promised you great and good things, He will not bless sin. He will not bless sin. You have to separate from sin. That is the true gospel. Because those blessings will come as you walk with God. That's what will bring the blessings. And the church must uh, separate from sin. If God's blessings will come, will have to come upon the church. 
Praise God. Now we are talking about revelation. Now, um, I in this revelation, he tells us the end of, okay, fine. Let us begin here. Have you ever noticed how Satan hates the two books of the Bible? Let me begin here. He hates to be exposed. And in those books, he is exposed for exactly what he is. Jesus said about Satan, he has no part in me. And I have no part in him. The devil would like to prove that different. But he cannot. So does he, uh, so he does all he can to destroy confidence in the word. But when the church disbelieves Satan and believes the spirit is revelation of the word, the gates of hell cannot prevail against her. Amen. Let me just put in a word here from my own ministry. Mind, you all know that this gift in my life is supernatural. It is a gift whereby the Holy Spirit is able to discern diseases and the thoughts of men's hearts. And hidden things that only God could know and then reveal to me. I wish you could stand with me and see the faces of people when Satan knows he's going to be exposed. Now it isn't the people that I'm talking about. It is that Satan has got a hold in their lives through sin. In difference and but you should see their faces. Satan knows he is going to be exposed. And the most peculiar changes come over the people's continencies. Satan is afraid. He knows that the Holy Spirit. He knows that the Spirit of God is about to let the people know of their thoughts. That's why he has this meeting so much. When names are called and disease revealed, Satan hates it. Now, what is this? It is not mind reading. It is mind reading. It is not telepathy. Nor is it witchcraft. It is a revelation by the Holy Spirit. That is the only way I can know. know it. Of course, the kind of mind will call it anything but the Holy Ghost. Now, in 
Brother Branham's meetings because of that gift that he could tell the thoughts of the people. He could tell the things you have done from childhood. Uh, especially those that are not under the blood. The things which you have never confessed. Like some, some diseases and some curses and they are brought about by the life you lived once. And he could tell people that put up, put right that, that <inaudible> issue before you come in. And he could, he could reveal, could tell somebody you are suffering from this and this is what caused it. And when discernment begins, you see the continents of people. They are scared. Because Satan is going to be exposed. Satan hates to be exposed. Satan wants to work under darkness without nobody exposing so, him. That is why, brethren, we need the chips of the Holy Ghost in the church. And it was said that it shall be like that. That there shall be people who are gifted in the church. Who can have a gift meeting even before the service begins. And God speaks to them. Today there will come such and such a person. He's suffering from cancer. He's done this and this and that. That's what caused him to, be, to suffer the way he's suffering. He will be dressed like this and that. Tell pastor. Shall call out that person. And then that will be put before him or her. If that person repents. Shall be prayed for. And then shall be healed. And that is how the church is supposed to be. Satan hates such a place. But it is that what God uses to deliver his people. So even this book of Revelation. Satan hates it because it reveals him. That's why Satan hates this message. The confusion, you see the misinterpretation, the divisions and everything. Every gun of Satan is pointed at the message church. Because it is in the message that Satan is being revealed. We know who Satan is. And we know who God is. That Satan cannot hide. He cannot come fresh. His reveal is exposed. And Satan hates that. Let me show you another reason why Satan hates this book of the revelation of Jesus Christ in the church. 
He knows that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it changes not. He knows that a whole lot more than do 90% of the theologians. He knows that since God is immutable in his nature, then he is just as immutable in his ways. Thus, Satan knows assuredly that the original church at Pentecost Dala, with the power of God Mark 16 in action is the true church that Jesus claims as his own. All else is false. It has to be. Now that's a very powerful quote. This is one of my, you know, my best quotes. Satan knows. He knows even better than the religious leaders that Jesus Christ he changes not. He does not change. And his works change not. Therefore he knows that the original church at Pentecost is the one that Jesus calls his own. All else is false. So how did that church look like? Now this is a very important Revelation. How did that church look like? You see, never be deceived. That church is the Catholic Church. Roman Catholic Church began much later. It began in Rome. It became a state religion of Rome. Whereas this original church started at the day of Pentecost. In Jerusalem. The Anglican church just began yesterday. In the 16th century. It began in, you know, uh, in Europe. It began in UK. When King George wanted to divorce his wife and marry another. And then he appealed to Pope. And Pope refused to grant him permission. He told him as long as you have a living wife. It cannot be allowed. But because he has, 
He had his desire that he wanted to fulfill so bad. He said, then I changed faith. I become a Protestant. At that time there was uh, the Protestantism, the Reformation of Luther in Germany. So he said, I adopt that for, uh, for Britain. So he became a follower of Luther, he became a Protestant, and that became the state religion of Britain. Anglican Church began there. Pentecostal Church began in 1906. On Azusa Street, Los Angeles, California. That is just yesterday. But now, what about the church that Jesus started? That is the book of Acts Church. If people get that revelation, they will not mind what that religion says and what that religion says and what that religion says. They will look for the original. They will seek it in the scriptures. What did it teach? What did it stand for? Amen. So that is the original church we're talking about. So Satan hates the book of Revelation because it reveals what that church was. Amen. Amen. Now, that church had these qualities. One, they had power. They did not have, they did not have a painted picture of fire. They had real fire. On the day of Pentecost, they received real power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came in their lives. And they spoke in other tongues. And prophesied. And they saw cloven tongues of fire upon each one of them. That tongue of fire was not just a, an appearance of fire. It was real fire. It was real God on his way to the soul. Because God appeared in many times in that form of fire. He appeared in the burning bush to Moses. In that form. In that form. He appeared to Saul. On the way to, to, 
to Damascus in the form of fire of light and now on the day of Pentecost he split himself giving each believer a portion of himself so they received real power amen and they began to speak in tongues today what we are seeing as tongues is just imitating Tongues. It's just a fabrication. That's why the pastor will command them. Everyone speaking tongues. And they start you can start from any angle. And you fabricate your own. And the people speaking tongues. They are living in sin. There is no power of God there. The Holy Spirit is fire. That fire burns every dross of sin. And cleanses the soul. It gives you the nature of God. God. And he destroys the nature of sin. The Holy Spirit baptism in another spiritual way it is called circumcision. Because circumcision in the Old Testament was cutting off the surplus flesh Flesh from man. So in your life, you have some supplies, flesh of carnality. Greedy. Greedy. Selfishness. Hatred. Envy. Lust. Temper, Obusungu. lying, Okulimba. all that is in you. It's a nature you have in you. But the Holy Spirit, when he comes in your life, he circumcises you by cutting off all that flesh. He changes you and he makes you different. Recently, I was reading a quote. And you have this, you have to be very careful here. A certain man brought a case to Brother Branham. And he said, I don't know what's wrong with my boy. He's, he disappointed a girl. Yaiwa omwara. And he hurt her. Namu menyo mutima. And he doesn't care. Ate ye no kufayo tafayo. I don't know what's wrong with that boy. Eda simanyo bachiri. So this boy was in courtship with a girl. Kati omule nsoyo yariayo kerezi kanyano omwara. And the daddy knew it very well. Ngatata chimanyi kobulu unji nyo. And then. Atiawu. The boy was so selfish. And when he hurt this girl, he seemed not to mind. 
Then Brother Branham told the father. Now you see. It is a nature. He said now look at that character. Uh, in your wife. All her brothers. Her sisters. Uh, father and mother. They're the kind of people. They were Germans. And he said, the kind of people you can you can come and greet. And say hello. They keep quiet. Good morning. They don't mind about it. You know, that kind of selfishness. So self-centered, so selfish. And he said, now look at you. You are an Irish. And your family, they are people who are very high-tempered. And now you are you. And the genes that made you and your wife are the genes which, who, which made this man. That's why he is that way. Do you know we inherit even the, 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 the genes of our the carnal genes the traits of our parents. And you find you have the selfishness of, you know, you are carnal in parents. And he said, but now for you, and even your wife, you're very nice people. You are sweet people. But it's because you receive the Holy Ghost. And then the parents said, but my son came to the altar. And he gave his life to Jesus Christ. And he was baptized. He said, I don't care how many times he's baptized. I don't care whether he came to the altar. That nature is reigning in him. He said, if he does not receive the Holy Spirit, I advise him to never marry somebody's daughter. He will make a, a hell for her. So, brethren, look at this cause. You inherited the evil nature from your parents. And when, even if, when you came to Christ, that nature is still in you. That is why you don't care when you hurt another person. That is why you have that temper. That is why you don't forgive. That is why you don't repent. It is why you are a liar. But when these parents receive the Holy Ghost, 
They became different people. Why? The Holy Spirit circumcised them and took away that worldly nature. The nature which they came with on this earth. But their children, their son, their son is still containing the other nature of the parents because it is the nature which created him. So that is where we have trouble. Brother, sister, brother, sister, sister in the church. And she's beautiful. And she attracts him. Brother Alimu Church. And because the brother is in the church, the sister in church. And the sister is in the church. You cannot uh, uh, refuse them to love one another. But this one is not yet filled with the Holy Ghost. Maybe even the other one isn't filled with the Holy Spirit. They still contain that evil nature. When they marry, those two will live under conflict. You hear things that are unspeakable. Some things that you cannot imagine. That a brother can do to his wife. Or a wife can treat his husband that way. You wonder. Why these are people who are not really born again. Because the real new birth comes by the birth of the Holy Spirit. And you find people in the church. They are there, they don't seek the Holy Spirit. Especially, especially the crop that is born by us believers. You never find them seeking the Holy Spirit and serious. And you find young men of today and young women. They no longer look for that as a qualification. But I want to tell you, marry a Brother, marry a sister that is filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost burns all the carnal nature. It circumcises this person. And gives him the nature of God. So that original church. They had the real baptism of the Holy Spirit. I will give you an example. Look at Peter. Let us take Peter as an example. Peter before Pentecost. He loved Jesus. And he vowed he will not leave him. He will stand with him. He will die for him. And then they arrested Jesus. Like an evening before today. And they beat him. They whipped him. And Jesus looked weak. He was weepable. He was beatable. And then Peter lost all the courage. And when they took him to the leader. 
And at night there, who came, I think it was at the high priest's place. And then this, this girl looked at Peter. This man, I know him. I saw him in the campaigns of this man. He was with him. The Bible said Peter denied. And he even cast right that is Peter before the Holy Spirit he can deny Jesus to the first that he doesn't know him but now Peter goes in the upper room after all that, he receives the Holy Spirit. And one day he's going, entering the temple. He finds the man at beggar at the gate beautiful. Him and John. Him and John. And to cut the long story short, they made the cripple walk. And when that miracle shook Jerusalem, the religious leaders, leaders were worried that many people are going to follow this new religion. They called Peter. They called John. They took them to the, to the, to the, to the chief. And in front of the chiefs and the religious leaders, they they made him to stand there. And John, they asked asked them by which authority and by which what power that made this man to walk? He said to you, the chief, to, to the leaders of the people, if you want to know what power, what name, you know that the name of Jesus Christ and by the power of Jesus Christ whom you crucified this man who has lived before you crippled stand for there is no any name and a heaven given unto men where we can be served. And as he preached that gospel so strong the Bible says they discuss among themselves what do we do about these people? They agree they cannot kill them, they cannot put them in. Then they threaten them that they speak no more in that name because they realize that that name is what was uh, a problem. So now, we shall let you go. But on condition, you shall never speak to anyone in that name. 
Peter stood before them Peter with, with a lot of bones. He said, Now, you are telling us not to speak in that name. God has sent us. Should we obey you, men? All we obey God. Choose ye. But you know this from us. We shall not. And we shall never stop. Speaking of the things we saw. And of what we touch with our own hands. We don't want to deceive you. Now. The time he denied Jesus because of the words of the other girl. And this moment, there a few days after. But the difference was the difference between the other time and now. He had received the the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit had circumcised fear out of him. And he had converted him. The Holy Spirit is the power to convert. You need the Holy Spirit. That nature which is troubling you. You want to be a good Christian. But the nature is disturbing. You need one thing. It is the Holy Ghost. When it shall come into your life. He will circumcise out that nature. And you shall be converted. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, Jesus said you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Is Holy Ghost receivable? Even of recent last week, somebody received the Holy Ghost. If another one received him, it is a good sign that is still given. It's still given. And God has no respect of persons. The one who gave to another person. He will also give you. Hallelujah. Amen. So they had power. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit changed them. He changed the nature. They took away the nature of sin. And he gave them the new nature. The nature of God. This church. Another, thing, another quality it had. Before I leave power. They had power. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they were performing miracles. The Bible says the Holy Spirit performed the notable miracles and signs through the hands of the apostles. And they could bring sick people from all from Jerusalem and the cities nearby. And they were healed. And they reached a moment. It was even hard to get where Peter is. 
They could let their sick people alongside the way. Oh, Mukama, Mukama, Smula, May the Lord release such power. That is what we need. And they knew that when Peter is coming out, he shall get out from this direction. Let me put my sick person this side. If the shadow of Peter touches a sick person, that person will get healed. And they put them on the wrong road, Because that time there, was, there were no vehicles. These days the preachers go out side go from the church when they are driving. But those days they used out walking. So they could time the aim the shadow Peter. And those people who were touched by the shadow Peter, they were healed. Hallelujah. Amen. And many, many recorded miracles that were done by the apostles. Not only the preachers, but all of them. Look at Philip. Philip was not a, a, a preacher. Philip was not an apostle. Philip was only a deacon. But when he went to Samaria, the Bible says the cripples walked. Their ears opened. spoke. And many people were demons were cast from them. That was a powerful church. That was a powerful church. Amen. Amen. So they had power. Two. They had love. They had love. And the Bible says, and the believers of that time, they were in one place and in one accord. And they had one soul. And nobody could say that uh, everyone. No one claimed no. that whatever he possessed was his. Amen. But they shared all things. You could not say that that is my car. You could say our car. Not my car. Our car. I and the children of God. Amen. Nobody could say that this one is mine. And they sell things, they sold and they shared it together. Brethren, uh, the truth is that we are not equal. There are some who have some big, big There are some who are rich, they have cars. And there are some who don't have anything. But why is it that uh, at least a moment I weigh billions and this one weighs thousands sell your substances and sell mine and we share together. That was love. Now, I've already said I don't know whether the Holy Spirit will tell us one time to do that 
I don't believe that that we may reach there but the spirit of sharing should be in our midst. In other words, why take your child to an international school and pay Millions and millions of fees. But that sister in the church, she may be a single mother, she may be a widow woman, all that family, their child is just from school because of 100,000. And you seem not to care, to mind. What is lacking is the spirit of Pentecost. They loved one another. Amen. They shared together. Three. They had zeal. The Bible said they continued daily in fellowship. And in breaking of bread, going house to house, being zealous in the apostles' doctrine. The Bible says their fellowship was daily. daily. But now you see, we in an Easter holiday. Even the church is not full. Because today is a Friday. But on Sunday you wait. It will be full down and up. People have become Sunday worshippers. But these people it was daily. In fellowship. So they had a lot of zeal for the kingdom of God. Four. They had holiness. They were holy. You could not live in sin, come and hide among them. No. You remember what happened to, an, to, to, Anani, to Ananias and Sapphira? Huh? Others are selling their items. Bringing it all. And for them they say, how can we bring, how can we submit all? Some of them are, have, have, have are very poor. They have sold it. Very little. And then for us, all this, no. Let us remain with the person. How shall they know? We shall give this. So as they brought it, then Peter asks him, is this all that you have sold from your properties? Yes, brother Peter. Peter sees it in the spirit that they conspired to lie. Say you are not this, we are not lying to man. 
But to the Holy Ghost, as, they had those, as he had those words, the Bible says he fell and died. His wife comes later. They ask her the same question. And she says, Yes. She also falls and dies. And the Bible says, Fear came upon all. Now you ask yourself. These people have died. They have died because of lie. What, what about you who fornicated or who committed adultery? What about you who stole? What about you who beat your wife? So there was fear. And people had to walk in holiness. But you know, it is supposed to be that way even today. I've seen gifts uh, operating in our midst. You may not agree with me. But it is happening. I pray for more of that. So that sin cannot just come and hide in our midst. That is the sad thing. Now they fall. If they had the true doctrine, you can say yes, That is the first church. So Satan knows that that first church it is the church which Jesus calls his because Jesus has not changed the rest of the other beliefs are false. And even a true believer, he knows that very well. That this is the church which we need. Here, here, people of God, if this is the church Jesus started, it is the church is going to take back. He will take a church which looks like the one left here. Let us stand on our feet. Clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what Christ is doing. We must be united with Jesus. In his plan. That is what he is building. That's what he is making. Praise God. We shall continue from here tomorrow. There is a place that, is, that, is, that adds to this that is very powerful. Amen. I'm working on the building. I'm working on the building. I'm working on the building. For my Lord. For my Lord. I'm working on the beauty. I'm working on the beauty. I'm working on the beauty. For my love, for my love. I'm working on the beauty. I'm working on the beauty. I'm working on the beauty. For my love, for my love. Is the Holy Ghost beauty. Beauty. He's the Holy Ghost beauty.
for my love, for my love, is the church triumphant. Oh, is the church triumphant? Is the church triumphant? For my love, for my love, I'm working on the beauty. I'm working on the beauty. Oh, I'm working on the beauty. For my love, for my love, there are people almost everywhere. Rose has a whole afraid with the fact that pain, pain, tico, which claims I make them clean. Sing. 
Speak with God in uh, some minutes. Yes, this is what we need. And God has provided it for us. He has prepared it for the church. For he promised to restore. To restore us to that original. Yes. Wow. And these are days of restoration before he comes to take the church. He has to restore what he had for the church in the beginning. Amen. And you are the church. You are the church. You shouldn't be measured and found. Lacking. 